On this episode of the Gnostic Deluge, we're continuing the epic of Abram and entitled this one, Nimrod Strikes Back. As Abram returns, he has questions concerning the new religion that he's found in his father's house and that has spread throughout the land. An epic standoff ensues. Enjoy! Right, we're back, aren't we? We are, and uh, we're back better than ever. Back better than ever. Do you want to put the video on just so you can, not that we get distracted, but we had an incident. Anyway, (laughs) so. You actually said that last uh, last episode, too. I did the same thing, just the audio at first. Remember, you you want to switch it? Anyhow. So oh we're, yeah, we're continuing with Abraham. Yep, or Abram. Well, yeah, Abram, and out of the book of Jasher, which, by the way, I just found out I was wrong about it meaning that Jasher is the upright. It's actually Jasher was a a name. Oh yeah, Jasher. <laughs> because the version of the book of Jasher that I have, yes, right. Actually, it says it right on the cover. The book of the Jasher. book of Jasher, and then. Written down here, like the author was named Jasher, Jasher. and inside it says, <laughs> "Um, the book of Jasher by Jasher." Yeah. <laughs> so there was actually a guy named Jasher who wrote the book of Jasher, according to this. The this actually this one is a really good printing. Yep, nice I agree. big. If you can see it on video, huge. I mean, lots of lots of space to write things and mark stuff. Yeah, I like it. But um. It doesn't. Brandon's version has a nice introduction to it. Yep, and a nice afterduction. Yeah, it has. I don't know it what has that, an appendix where mine doesn't have any kind of. All's mine is is the chapters and verse. Uh, the chapters doesn't have any kind of introduction or anything at the end of it. But so, in case you didn't catch our humor, the Book of Jasher was not written by Jasher. But it's funny. Oh, yeah, how that, if you didn't listen to the other episode. Yeah. So well, it, it, Book of Jasher. If you didn't listen to the episode yet, or if you missed that part, the Book of Jasher, or I guess Yasher, in Hebrew, would mean upright. Yeah. So the Book of Jasher would be safer. Not to say safer. That Yasher would mean the Book of the Upright. Yeah. So there we are. So we're 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 continuing with the Epic of Abraham. That's a good name for this. The Epic of Abram. Is that oh, right? I like it. The Epic of Abram. Well, I was going to... Uh, the, the, I mean, what we're focusing on is the a- Abraham Abram versus Nimrod. Yep. The, the epic battle. So where we last left if off... Whoever wins, we both lose. Or whatever. They both lose. We all lose. Where we last left off was Abram was actually still a baby. Mm-hmm. Abram was born and hidden. He was sent... Like, you know, like we've seen in a lot of other stories that has a chosen one, which we kind of unveiled that last episode, that his name and then the signs of the stars kind of in itself mean that he was a chosen one. Yeah. And so... And even possibly non-believing people were able to discern that through the stars. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Anyway. And so, like other stories, the chosen one was sent off and hidden for to be, to, to be to be kept safe, so that when so that one day he may return, or she. Yeah, may return. they they're secretly like even the Moses, you know. I mean, there there's that order for all the kids to be killed, mm-hmm. so the the Jewish, the woman puts him in a thing, sends him down the river. And then the princess gets him. It ends up that that little baby, you know, is saved. And then, but he finds out that later what his destiny is. Mm-hmm. And we actually have that with um, Jesus too, sent yeah. off to Egypt, right? Yeah, we have that happen a few times. We have it happen with um, Joseph, where he's yeah. not sent away; he's just sold away. Yeah, and but he, he doesn't get, he doesn't know who he is. Exactly. Oh wait, no, he does know who he does he know is. who he is. Because he knows his brothers. It's a different it's a little, slightly different format, but it's a it's the same old like usually they, they leave end up for a while Egypt. and then come back. But usually they end up taught in Egypt. Something yeah, something always happens significant in Egypt. Yeah, and actually whenever we get into this later, Abram goes to or maybe he be, goes to uh, down to Egypt. Mm-hmm. He actually goes to all the kings. <laughs> yeah like and and that's part of the fulfilling of the prophecy i think there ends up being four kings that he goes to and end up the four stars yeah yeah so that's the four corners of heaven or four corners of the earth see the earth isn't flat the earth's a square man that's my new theory <laughs> <laughs> the earth is square the four corners of the earth that's that's the thing okay not cube it would have to be a square yeah, that would be flat. Yeah. Okay, but I'm saying. Yeah. But okay. So it's th- not this, flat. Round, I'm saying it's not round flat. It's square flat. Like okay, you have the <laughs> yeah. So this is this is our new thing. We're gonna start. Is that the Earth's a square? It's a flat circle. Earth's flat square. Or, anyway, anyway, we're jumping into some V8s here. We got to get our energy mm-hmm. up, dude. Oh yeah. Bring that watercress and spinach in here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? Two full servings of vegetables? Are you crazy? <laughs> in one can? I wouldn't mind getting V8 to be our sponsor. I think they would do it. They're from, I mean, I, I'm, I could be an official representative. The Camden, or the Campbell Soup Company, Camden, New Jersey. I was born there. That's right. I remember you mentioned that before. Yeah, Camden Hospital. Camden is you a, were meant to, a very interesting place. Mark was sent away to Arizona until until he was older. Until V8 came and sponsored our podcast. And he's going to return. I will return. It needs Camden needs some help. It's it, it, many in many years it's it's the murder capital over time. It's I've been Really? It's like it's right between there's Philadelphia's right on the other side of the bridge. The, okay. I think it's the George Washington or not. The, anyway, the, there's a bridge right there, Benjamin Franklin Bridge or something. I drove the bus through because my grandma lived in uh, Pensacon. Anyway, the bus through, and you're like, what the heck? Like burned out houses, things that you only see in movies. Mm, you know, kind of like cool, yeah. Death Wish. Like the old, the old movie Charles Bronson, okay. that kind of inner yeah. city. You're just yeah. like, what? This is real. Yeah, you know, especially being from here, out in Arizona. Yep. You know where everything's pretty much new. 
but these are old, you know, old, tenements old and all this stuff here. It's like, oh my gosh, this is scary. So, but they do have an aquarium and the Campbell's, the Campbell's soup place. So. All that's needed right there. Mm hmm. So you guys sponsor, sponsor us and we will reinvigorate downtown Camden. So th those are good though. I can't believe we went to that. <laughs> hey man, V8s, V8s are good, especially, you know, next time I'm going to bring, I'm going to get some spicy V8s. Have you mm -hmm. had those? Yeah. Those are so good. Yeah. So anyway, um, now let's continue. So he's hidden in this cave. Everybody assumes that he's been. He's dead. I mean, the baby, a uh, baby was killed. His head was dashed by the king. I mean, and all, the king took the baby look... by the feet. I mean, that's just the way I imagine, and yeah. dashed it, his head upon the ground. Yeah, that's horrible. I hate. That's just the second time you mentioned that today, and I hate the imagery. But yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying Nimrod was so. You know, he tried, and he tried to offer money to the dad. Yeah, and that this, that's where the dad kind of redeemed himself. He's kind of like, you come to me. You want my son, and then you say you think you're going to make it better with money? No, y you can have him. Just take him. But you're the king, you'll do yeah. everything you want. And the king's like, no, I insist. Well, give me three days. And so he finally comes up with that. So he sends his wife and his nurse um, to a cave, and they were there for 10 months. Or 10 years. Which I don't know how the wife can stay there for 10 years, but oh well. Maybe, maybe there was a nice cave. Yeah, hey, but I mean, I'm, Adam and Eve lived in the cave. That's not my point, though. My point was, like... It was a nice cave. So, like, hey, uh, Tara, so where's your wife been? <laughs> you know? I would say she's really mourning the loss of her kid. She heard what, she left she, me. She heard what you did. She left me. To, remember, uh, remember the whole thing? You, yeah, that was horrifying. And you know what? For some reason, the money that you offered her, that house full of silver gold, just didn't fill the void. <laughs> <laughs> So they went to a cave, and uh, so anyway, Haran takes a wife, Tara's oldest. Um, they have kids, and th this is actually it's interesting. Um, let's see. Oh, they have th two daughters. Yeah, they had two kids. Okay, and one of them. Mil well, there was there was Milka, Milka, and Sarai. And you'll see, and later, if you know anything about uh, the Bible, Old Testament, that uh, Haran and Ur. Yeah, no, not Haran. Um, who's the other son? Lot. There's no. Um, oh yeah. Um, what's his name? Nahor. Nahor and and uh, Abram marry those two, the right. two daughters. Well, we don't. Uh, we, won't, their, we won't get to that right now in this one. The cousins. Well, we're we don't not get. We talk don't get to that. We don't get to that part yet. Okay. Anyway, so but but it's just suddenly they 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 kind of tie everything together. A lot of times, all of a sudden, oh yeah, and Lot's born. And you're like, oh yeah, if you know the Bible story, you'll be like, oh yeah, Abram and him hung out down in Canaan. Which, Ab which Her and he Her rescued Haran Haran Haran. Hey, I know you, Haran. Is the eldest mm -hmm. Tara's eldest? Yeah, and he'll play into this. Anyway, okay. And Sarai's name means like princess, right? 
Hebrew and princess. Oh, so my princess. So what is okay? Sarai. Of course, when it change when it changes to Sarah, it doesn't mean my princess anymore. But what does it mean? I can't recall what Ah would do. Sarah, the like the princess. No, not no, not that uh, either. A one princess. Maybe. Okay. But yeah. Anyway, so they're okay. So they're in the tenth year of life. Uh, Abram, his mother and nurse, went out of the of the cave as the king and his subjects had forgotten about. Yeah, what the whole ten Abram year, affair. That was ten years ago. Like, ah, eh, you yep. know. So, read verse five for us, Brandon. And when Abram came from the cave, he went to Noah and his son Shem. And he remained with them to learn the instruction of the Lord and his ways. And no man knew where Abram was. And Abram served Noah and Shem, his son, for a long time. Okay. That's kind of, I think that's the verse that kind of gave me this, like, con- gave me this, like, little bit of a vision of what, I kind of feel like Noah and Shem were, like, you know, up in the mountains like they were they weren't in society yeah you know yeah they had maybe moved themselves out of it or just never never joined it because you know there's the whole war with with so that all, all these descents this is 20 generations you know and you start hearing about the wickedness and stuff so yeah Noah and 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 then nimrod kind of consolidates and builds this big city in shinar mm-hmm. you know so so they're probably outside of it. Well, and this is kind of my point I was drawing on a little bit in the last episode when we talked about the, the garment. Yeah. Is Noah and Shem, they, they had the garment. They had the birthright. They were the, they were the leader. Yeah. Post-flood. Mm-hmm. And Nimrod became the king. Yeah, suddenly Nimrod shows up, and he's got the garment that, so came, they might that have, Ham they, stole. They might have kind of had to be hiding. Yeah, they're kind of like okay, like well, they were, we're exiles. Out. Oh, could be because they didn't have the garment; they weren't officially the king anymore. Whoever has the garment is the king, the leader, the ruler. One garment to rule them all. Kind of, kind of like that, dude. That must be some sweet t-shirt. You imagine, and then take you take you imagine like how many stories you've heard where the chosen one like goes and visits one of the elders mm-hmm. that's been hiding away on a moon or something. On a moon, like Yoda. Oh Yoda. Um, right? Yeah, okay. How many stories on a moon? Oh yeah. How many stories have you heard where like the chosen one who isn't supposed to be alive, you know? And in order to complete their training, they have to like go find the, the true elders or the true rule. Train them up. To in train the them up way. secretly. Yeah, because obviously you know it's interesting. I don't think George Lucas got Star Wars from the Seven Samurai. I think he got it from the Epic of Abram. The Epic. Yeah. George, tell us your real sources. We should name these two episodes or these a few episodes the Epic of Abram. Nimrod Strikes Back. That'll be that'll be the second. That'll be the our this episode's called Nimrod Strikes Back. Let's do it. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> and then Abram, A New Hope. That'll be the first one. That's awesome. Okay. Let it be done. We'll... <laughs> so let it be written. So let it be done. So, okay. So there, fortunately, probably for Abram, is that he, his father didn't really believe in the things that Noah and Shem taught, but 
they had to keep him hidden. So they said, go with your, mm-hmm. you know, go with these guys because nobody's messing around with them. They're kind of recluses or whatever. And they're like hundreds of years old. Yeah. Like, like they're not nobody's gonna like, mess with they're them. not like us. Yeah. Anyways, they're yeah. God, they're gods yeah, almost. No, yeah. Yeah, you they know? must be. I mean, think about that. Like Noah lives 900 years. For all purposes, yeah, for all purposes, Abram went in with one of he went and hung out with the gods. Yeah. That's it. That's the thing is that you're 20 generations from Noah and they're still there. Mhm. Noah and his son are just hanging out. Yeah, they're up in the mount like they're up at Mount Olympus. Oh, could be. You know? Or at the pyramids or something. Like they're they're out somewhere. Mm-hmm. Doing their thing. So and Abram Abram was in Noah's house thirty nine years, and Abram knew the Lord from three years old. So maybe the That's also interesting is Terah would not Terah wasn't teaching him the Lord. So he spent ten years in the cave, but he knew the Lord from three years. So it might have been so his, his mother his or his handmaid. Yeah, the nanny. The nanny or the mother. Yeah. Which how many stories have the nanny that's a crucial part of the learning too? The early rearing of the child. You know? Like it. Like Moses. Oh yeah. His real mother was the actual nanny. She was yeah, okay. All right. Brad, you're just tying it all together. Correspondence, Mark. Dude. Well, that's the thing is that there's certain in a lot of these stories, whether they're in the Bible or in in ancient myths and stuff, they hit all these different levels. Hey, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say something now that I don't think's ever been said before. It's all the same story. Never heard it. Here, let me scoot over. I think I'm out of the. Oh, there we it. go. You got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's cool. So. Okay. Okay, uh, thirty-nine years in in Noah's house. Yeah, Noah and his son Shem had taught him, and all the sons of the earth in those days greatly transgressed against the Lord, and they rebelled against Him, and they served other gods, and they forgot the Lord who had created them. Which is the what, which was the name, which is what the name Nimrod means. Rebel. Yeah. To rebel. Yeah, and that's um, and so that. But remember, okay, remember this. Nimrod was was actually he could have been pretty old when he was or pretty young young when because he was he was the second he was the grand what do we say the grandson he was the great grandson the great grandson of Noah but he was born in his father's old age so doesn't necessarily mean he might have been possibly contemporary or around the same age as Abram. Yeah. You know, for all we know. Because well, I was like, oh, he's much older. But then I was like, oh, it's his old age. So he was at least 20 when Abram was born. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's when he put on the garment. And so yeah. he's probably maybe in his 30s, 40s. Yeah. Anyway, this is just us conjecturing. And we're just riffing here. But anyway, so they uh, they forgot the Lord who had created them in the earth. And they made gods of wood and stone, which could neither speak, hear, nor deliver. And the sons of men served them, and they became their gods. So this is where they're bringing in idolatry. Yeah. Now, verse 7. And the king and all his servants and Terah, with all his household, were then the first of those that served gods of wood and stone. Yeah. 
So an interesting thing is that Terra has 12 gods of large size made of wood and stone. Of course, they keep saying that. That's weird. That's the funny thing is that in the Bible, they repeat a lot of the same phrases, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Like, you're like they're forcing you to know like, that the gods are... Made of wood and stone. They're not just... They're not made of brass. They're not made of... Uh... <laughs> it's like, why? Why? And after 12... Okay, so 12 gods. And after after the 12 months of the year, and he served each one monthly. Every month, Terra would bring his meat offering and drink offering to his gods. Thus... Did Terra all his days? So Terra's wrapped up in the, in the. Which is you know funny. What? It wasn't all his days because later on he goes with we Noah. Don't, we don't know. We don't actually. Here's the thing. We don't know that Terra. Before didn't teach. Uh, no, we don't. It doesn't. We don't know. Yeah. So actually, we we're kind of making a conjecture that he had been, but he, Abe or. Abram's been gone for 39 years, or he was in Noah's house 39 years, so he's 49. Mm-hmm. So this may have happened over time, that all of a sudden the idol thing. Correct. You know. So at the very least, not to like give, not to like try and apologize for Terra, well, but at the very least, he was doing what the king had demanded. Like he was giving in to the, he was giving in to the social. Yeah context i mean but he you know we so he's like you know or he he bought he really bought into the whole and he was one of the high he was one of the high princes of under nimrod yeah one of the highest so he wasn't willing to give up his his um office for obviously yeah and so he yeah he He seems pretty comfortable with it it's not like 12 gods yeah okay um in verse 12, we can skip, I don't, yeah. Uh, the Lord gave Abram an understanding heart, and he knew all the works of that generation were vain, and all their gods were vain and were of no avail. Okay, so this is interesting. This is where kind of Abram, I don't know if it kind of goes back and shows how Abram kind of figured out that maybe the people were worshiping of the wrong God or whatever. It tells his little backstory on how he came to know God, I guess. In verse 13. Have we ever heard a story when someone went up to the mountain for a while and they came back and everyone was serving idols? Never heard of it. Never heard of that. What's what's that story? Oh, gosh, Moses again. Son of a gun. He's Moses. Like, it's all, that's what I'm saying. It's an archetype. Uh It's all throughout it all and that's why you know in in the by in the new testament they they make especially in the gospels they go to such pains to say he fulfilled this he did this he did that you know they're laying out the case this is you know he fits all the things all the archetypes you know anyway no no it's almost like you have it's like you have to write it yeah yeah not to be a critic but it's almost like it's part of like your job like if you're gonna write, if you're gonna write the history, you, you gotta make sure you get the things that are like, oh, you gotta have this part. Well, I'm it. saying, I mean, but even in the movies, it's it makes for that great story, yeah. that good and evil. You know, you have to have that drama where things aren't working out and they're sent away, and and but they come back. 
remember in Return of the Jedi, like going to see it, and all of a sudden they're in Jabba, Jabba the Hutt's thing, and there's yeah, this he's... person coming in, you know, and they're you know yeah, talking to him, and all language. Sudden, the guy gets, you know, you're like, what the heck? And and all of a sudden, you, all of a sudden you find out it's Luke, and you're yeah. like, holy crap, Luke's back, like. He never looked so. He had that cool black. Oh yeah, outfit. He you took know? off those. He took off those very neutral white robes. Because in the last one, he lost his hand. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm just saying he he had he had been he been gone. You know, like at the end of the the one before that, it was so almost hopeless. He's sitting there. They're 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 putting his new hand in and yeah. stuff. And so some time had gone by. But he had he had been trained. You know, so he, and that's why it was so good. Is is he comes back and you're like, oh man, he's like kick trash now. Yeah, like he's a real Jedi. He's now. a Jedi. He made yeah. he had his lightsaber and all that. Yeah, you know because yeah he had the fight with his father and the one before, and he got his hand chopped off and th- jumped down the thing. You know you're not my father. Yeah, all crying and stuff. <laughs> but. So anyway, but I'm saying the reason that story is so good is because it just fits that. You can't have it to where the superhero is just all powerful and there's no drama because who cares? Then it's just like, okay. Yeah. You know, even in a Rambo movie, you got to have some struggle. You got to have that time where he's finally like, okay, forget this. And then all of a sudden he starts, you know, making his weapons and everything Craft, and getting it all. And you're like, yeah, he's going to do it. You know? So... Anyway, so that's oh, so they're going on the backstory of how he came to to figure out that these things that they're not worshiping or weren't gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thirteen. You wanna? Yeah, and Abram saw the sun shining upon the earth, and Abram said it unto himself, Surely now this sun that shines upon the earth is God, and Him will I serve. So I like this. He's like, hey. You know, I like how they don't just dismiss it out of hand. Sure. In the story. They give like some logic behind it. They're like, it's freaking sun. It's so bright. And he's like, I'm going to serve it. He given it a chance. And then Abram served the sun in that day. Of course, the nighttime comes. And he prayed. Okay. And he prayed to him. And when the evening comes, the sun set as usual. And Abram said within himself, (laughs) surely this cannot be God. And Abram still continued to speak within himself, saying, Who is he who is he who made the heavens and the earth? Who created the earth? Where is he? And night darkened over him and lifted up and he lifted up his eyes toward the west, north, south, and east, and saw that the sun had vanished from the earth, and the day became dark. And then Abram saw the stars and moon before him, and he said, Surely this is the God who created the whole earth as well as man. And behold, these his servants are gods around him. And Abram served the moon and prayed to it all that night. And in the morning, then it was light, and the sun shone upon the earth as usual. Abram saw all the things that the Lord God had made upon the earth. And Abram said unto himself, Surely these are not gods that made the earth and all mankind, but these are the servants of God. And Abram remained in the house of Noah, and there knew the Lord and his ways, and he served the Lord all the days of his life. And all the generation forgot and all that generation forgot the Lord, and served other gods of wood and stone, and rebelled. Yeah. Keyword rebelled all their days. Mm-hmm. 
And nimrodded all and their nimrodded days. Nimrodded all their days. Anyway, so I like that story because it, it reminds me of like uh, kids' logic. Yeah. It was, it, it, and it, I mean, it's so simple. And it, but then it, it, it's deep also because with the Egyptians and stuff, with the Ra and all those different mm-hmm. things that they were, you know, that was the God going through heaven. And, you know, but then he's like, wait, it's gone. Where'd it go? And then so, he, but then, then he realized, he finally realizes, hey, these are not, he says, surely these are not the gods that made the earth. This is just part of the earth. This isn't the gods that made the earth and all mankind, but these are the servants of God. These are God's handiwork kind of thing. Mm-hmm. These are the things God, you, you know, created. Yeah. So kind of like the, the, the bigger thing. It's not, these are just not, uh, well, this is, this goes, and this jumps into servants. a, not, I don't want to spend any time on this, but it goes to the whole like hermetic view of like, you know, the God created the gods. Yeah. And there was many gods and some of yeah. them did this and that and some of them had their own duties. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that they're they're that God is manifest in in all things, you know, but they're not God. Correct. They're, they're just manifest. Yeah. Anyway. But Good job, Abram. Very very hermetic there. Good job. And it says King Nimrod reigned securely and all the earth was under his control. So oh, he re- he re- he reigned securely. Yeah, he's got he's got this you know power power. He's wearing he's got the garment. I did mention also, and it does go on this a little bit hereafter, but it says, "And all the earth was of one tongue, and was of union." Yeah. So everybody's. That, I, oh, that's. I believe that means everybody spoke the same language. Yeah. That's what it's. That's, that's what we're that. supposed to believe at least. And I think I don't think there's any. Other, I don't have. Well, an, I don't they... have another interpretation of it. But yeah, if I mean, if well, yeah, if it, if it's a total reset anyway that you know happened, then mm-hmm. yeah, why wouldn't they? And exactly. people believe that's the Adamic language, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I don't whatever about that, but but that they're they're yeah okay. So there's there's a thing that happens where all the princes of Nimrod and his great men took counsel. And it names all these people, mm-hmm. but anyway, the you know this united group they wanted to build ourselves. Let a, a, yeah, yeah go, uh, let us build ourselves a city, and in it, a strong tower and its top reaching heaven, and we will make ourselves famed. You know, we're doing. Let's just do this because let's make the most epic city with this sweet tower, and so that we may reign upon the whole earth. That'll secure us. In order that the evil of our enemies may cease from us, they want to build this huge city and tower to be able to make it to where they will be reign reign forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we may not become scattered over the earth on account of of the wars of the other people. They want this, you know, big united city. Mm-hmm. And so this is where the Tower of Babel kind of myth this is idea Tower of Babel starts, from. yeah. And in verse 24... And they begin to make the bricks, yeah. they burn the fires, build the city, the tower, and they start building the tower. Mm-hmm. Mm. One of the big things is that 
that the the um Samaritan or not Samaritans. What are they called? Sumerians? Sumerians, yeah. They that's how they built their cities where they take the bricks and they burn them. Okay. You know, that like those huge walls yeah. and the the hanging gardens that were, you know, all that stuff. Like the walls of of Babylon. Babylon were like m- mythic. You yeah. know, or like one of the great mysteries of the ancient. Yeah. Like these huge walls where they and they and they I mean they're still there today mm-hmm. in uh Iraq and all that area. And so they took the they took the uh bricks and burned them? Like did they, did they like melt together or something or what? No, it's it's probably more like a adobe kind of thing where they hardened. Yeah, where okay. but instead of instead of hardening them in just in the sun, they'd actually harden them. And you Fire know, them. yeah, cuz that's with the cuneiform and stuff, those tablets mm-hmm. that they have so many of them yeah so they 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 put the you know the little symbol the cuneiform form or letters or whatever yeah. you want to call them and into the press them into this and then they would bake them and then they'd bake them so then it'd be solid and wouldn't you know yeah uh versus scratching it in there they would just like do it when they were soft and then yeah Interesting, yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Clever um, clever tactic. Clever. The first and that was the first kind of uh not printing press, but easy type that they you know where they could just press it in. Print yeah. it, a precursor to anyway. Um but so they're they're building Okay, that for some reason the building of the tower was unto them a transgression and a sin. It says, "Yeah, I don't." They were building against. Okay, but here, okay, they were building against the Lord God of heaven. They imagined their hearts to war against Him and to ascend into heaven. So I guess that I can see that that being the sin. Yeah, not building a tower in itself, but maybe their motivation to build it was. You know, I always heard speculation that the reason they were building a tower, and it was so high. Because they didn't, they wanted to be able to do whatever they wanted, and they could go up in the tower and not get flooded again. You know, oh, <laughs> I, that was always like some kind of rumor that we. I don't think I've heard that one, but I've, I. I mean, it's, sense. it's well. I mean, it's, the, the, it, for kid logic, yes, it, it primitive, primitively <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's like, but it never says that anywhere. But so, but they okay. In this, though, it's saying that they imagine their hearts to war against him, God, and to ascend into heaven. And in verse 26, it says that there's different things that they kind of divided themselves into three different factions of what they wanted to do. Um, Which I didn't see the value in the factions, but... Well, yeah, they weren't. We will. The first said, "We will ascend into heaven to and fight. fight against him." Yeah. So that, that they're like, "Okay, we're going." The second said, "We will ascend to heaven and place our own gods there and serve them." We're going to kick those guys out and serve our gods. The third said, "We will ascend to heaven and smite him with bows and spears." And God knew all their works and all their evil thoughts, and He saw the city. So, what's the difference between the first and the third? They were going to use bows and spears. <laughs> the other ones. The other ones, like with clubs? They were going to wrestle. <laughs> like a one-on-one boxing match. Yeah. Our guy, our best guy versus your best guy. So 
but it's interesting because they're trying to get into heaven somehow. And like, is this, is this some kind of like a coded way, you know, were they building something, some to be able to transport them? Was it an actual tower? Yeah, you know, there's all, there, you can, that's a, that's, you can go on, but for they had tons a plan. Speculation. Their, their plan was to destroy the God of, I don't know. Who knows? What's that tower that was in Egypt? The the lighthouse, supposedly. Pharos? Yeah, Pharos. In Alexandria. I mean, yeah. they could, like, use the... the uh, As a weapon. As a weapon. They pop, weaponized s- it. Supposedly, you know. Sauron's tower. Yeah, where they, they could use the power of the sun and actually cause boats to burst into flames. So I don't have a lot to, <laughs> to say on this. and No, I don't. I just wanted to go over it. I know because, that like, uh, I throw in a lot of speculation that doesn't have a, any kind of foundation, but I'm just going to say, and I won't go much more on it, I don't think that they were really trying to get to heaven, but I think that if there was any kind of motivation to dethrone God, though, or to change, or to build new gods... Then there was something significant about a tower. Yeah, that's some. That's that we saying under, that, that we they, might not they, know. Or maybe understand. it was just that they were with this city. They they were looking to rule the earth to be the new rulers of the earth, not God. You know, and they were looking to put their gods above God. You know, so that's what I'm saying. Maybe it's just a metaphor or something. I don't yeah, know. I mean, how many stories or, do you but, know when they build a city and then they build some massive structure in the middle of it that's supposed to be like. Yeah, you know, to make the king the king forever. Yeah, you know it. Anyway, I, I think it's all there is to it. The other, my other theory would be, and this is half of a joke, is that the tower was like a had some kind of like ritualistic, um, like an obelisk or something. Yeah, or like a wizard tower, or you know, like something that they believed would give them power. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, and that obviously that's all speculation, but one hundred percent. But they're me. but they're here. They're implying that. I will they privately were looking banter about to that later. Take over heaven or take over God, God's role. Correct. With their with themselves or with their idols. So and so the And bit, what's interesting, I love this, is a third of them wanted to fight God. A third of them wanted to just like replace and make new gods. And then a third of them wanted to fight God. With bows and spears. <laughs> what's the difference? It's old-fashioned fist fighting versus I don't know. Okay, I, I'm just I'm mocking the fact that there's three different trains of thought were, there, but two of them are the two same. Thirds are the, are the same. Okay. Well, it's, maybe it's it's putting that di- the division already that they had broken up the the supposedly supposed united front of you know of these people. I can see that are. Are already divided into thirds. Their purpose might not be as important as the fact that there was different factions had different reasons to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but it talks a lot about this. I'd be, you know, this super huge city and tower. It I don't took know. like three days to get around. Well, it seems like it'd take at least a day to get up and down, to take bricks up and down, you know. I mean, so it was... It sure. was. They just just want to really emphasize how huge it is. 
and it later mentions how it took a three day a three day journey just to get around the circumference of it. Yeah. And anyway, so if a brick should fall from their hands and got broken, they would weep over it because it was such. It was like, dude, it took us a day to get this thing up here. You know, no kidding. Like, we wasted a day for this brick. Well, imagine, imagine just the pair, not just the pyramids, but the pyramids. How long that took to build? Yeah. And that's one thing that you kind of, kind of like that that epic of a a structure. You know, I mean, imagine how much work and everything you put into it yeah each stone's like 200 tons or something i don't even yeah it's crazy but anyway so well there's that story i don't know god eventually they built the tower in the city and they did this thing daily till many days and years were elapsed and then god talks to 70 angels i don't know why 70 it's an they have to have a special number for it. That's all. Okay, who stood foremost before him to those who were near to him, saying, "Come, let us descend and confuse the tongues, that one man shall not understand the language of his other." And they did so unto them. Um. So it's, for somehow they're they just can't understand each other. So they trick they trick them. The gods trick them by what? What's their strategy? How do they make them? Rather than like fighting them, they actually make them fight themselves. Yeah, because they can't understand. So from that day following, they forgot each man his neighbor's tongue. Okay, so yeah. each kind of, and they could not understand to speak in one tongue. And when the builder took from the hands of his neighbor lime or stone which he did not order. The builder would cast it away and throw it upon his neighbor, and he would die. In in short, they were all confused, and they were starting to fight amongst each other. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just they just didn't understand what the other was even trying to... And it says within many days, many of them died because mm-hmm. of battling. I It doesn't say this, but because of their battle with each other. And um, and the Lord... And here's the oh, three, the three factions again. There was the Lord smote the three factions. It mentions that again. Yeah. So, but they had a thing. Oh, we didn't talk about it. But where they shot up into the into the air, and the arrows came down with blood, and so like we got them, we killed the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so they had, at one time they had thought that they had defeated the heavens, and all of a sudden this happened. Well, it never and explains that in detail, like what the why those. Arrows that's insane. Is yeah. Well, no, it says that uh, when they saw um, the Lord knew their thoughts and it came to pass, they were building, they cast arrows towards heaven and all the arrows fell upon them them filled with blood. And when they saw them, they said to each other, surely we have slain those that are in heaven. So they're like, dude, we got them. So God tricks them. I don't know. By putting blood on the arrows? (laughs) Maybe it was birds. They were shooting bird, a flock of birds. Went it overhead. was fake blood. No animals were hurt. No. To make his God's trick. Anyway, yeah, that would not be right. Yeah. So I mean, even if sparrows fall, God, God hears it. Mm-hmm. So. So basically, they they got all they basically stopped building. Yeah. Well, it was yeah after they they got. Divided. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's the main point, it seems like, of the it Tower is. of Babel. It's that, that, and that's why I was talking about the factions already yeah. when they were building. Like, no, we're going to do it this way. No, we're going to do it this way. 
they became ununited because they were united. Like, we're going to make this big thing. And as always happens, they're broken up into factions. and Which is the first fact, which is the first bullet or the first um, important thing about the, 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 the age of Peleg is when the men were divided. Oh, yeah. That's true. So anyway, uh, in 38, it says, As to the tower which the sons of men built, the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up one-third part thereof, of course. Yeah. And a fire also descended from heaven and burned, guess what? Another third, right? That's right. And the other third is left to this day, and it is that part which is aloft, and its circumference is three days' walk. Yeah. So aloft. Anyway... So well, if ever they find some giant city or something that's like, he, I mean, just giant. Yeah, basically, it's today it's like a mountain. It's just like a big a bunch of hills and a mountain. Brandon, sounds kind of like a, uh, I can't think of what it is. Gosh, something that was buried. Of a riddle or something. No, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> It's Gobekli Tepe, you know. Oh, Gobekli Tepe. Yeah. It's, it's like right in that area, isn't it? So it's like we've never heard... Have you ever... I, I never heard of any Brandon, thing that was thousands of years you know, old. Yeah, and the funny thing is, they talk about circumference. Circumferences are circles, right? Mm-hmm. Well, circ- yeah, the, the, the perimeter of a circle. Dang it. <laughs> well, the... No. Anyway. It, like that's the thing. I'm not gonna I obviously don't know anything but you know where there so- are ancient things that they still haven't uncovered so it'd be in it would be yeah who knows maybe someday they'll cover the Tower of Babel well they'll uncover it or else they already have and it's just like a bunch of big ruins the yeah tower wasn't as big as they thought it was but dude a day a day tall a day's travel? Sure. Yeah. I mean, anyway, but they're saying that the circumference of it is three days walk. I'm just like, okay, that seems a little bit, kind of like the 4,400 4, foot giants. Mm-hmm. Like, seems a little big, guys. I mean. Yeah. If I walked all day, I wonder. Just say, if you were, if you can, if you walk, you can probably go 20, let's just say 25 miles. Yeah. In a day. So that'd be like 75 miles. But that's the circumference, though. That's oh, that's, actually, that's complete... actually not too... That's actually more realistic than you would... 75 miles is actually more realistic. Well, but uh, well, the I think it is whenever you think of the size of cities nowadays, but when you think of cities then, yeah, you're right. like, whoa, you know, there wasn't even that many people. So, well, that's enough anyway, for speculation there's, there's, on the Tower of Babel. There's the Tower of Babel. The Tower of Babel is now gone. Yep. So, but that that's where the beginning of kind of the breakup of of Nimrod's kind of kingdom starts. You know, him mm-hmm. kind of losing power because people kind of made fun of him for that. You guys tried, but and I always assumed that Nimrod, because I don't know if in the um, in the Old Testament in Genesis if it mentions Nimrod after the Tower of Babel. No, but I, I only, actually the only it doesn't it doesn't mention Nimrod in connection with the Tower correct, of Babel. You're right. You're right. It actually just mentions him in connection with the 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 garment with Cush. 
No, it doesn't even. I didn't mention with that the either. descendants. It mentions this great hunter, huh? Yeah. That's the only that's the only thing it says about the in the Bible. So, but, um So th- then it goes on. I guess my point was I always thought that Nimrod died in the tower. Oh yeah, according to the story, which is not true. Well, maybe according to the story that I knew. But according to this per- version of the story, Nimrod definitely exists after the tower. Yeah. And but he was part and he was part of it and his princes and stuff. And this is where the the earth starts like you were saying with the confounding of tongues or with the scattering of these mm-hmm. people, it starts dividing into the nations we know. And the whole chapter 11 is all about this person went here, this person 10. went there, or 10. Yeah. It's all like, you know, Japheth is going over here. And then all of a sudden, these guys, uh, Sodom, Gomorrah, they go out over towards Canaan and they found their own cities and they named them after themselves. And it kind of goes, so all of a sudden you, you start, Oh, this is, uh, this is the birth of different nations. Yeah. And this is the birth of the nations that you'll hear later. And yep. in Abra- you know, Abraham goes out mm-hmm. eventually and all of a sudden particularly, and particularly Sodom and, and yeah. Gomorrah. Yeah. And the hill, the cities of the plain, yep. you know, so this is where they start dividing up. Do you want to drink, friend? Do you yeah. want to? Yeah, me, give me. Uh, you choose. Give me. Cho- you choose. Well, I mean, you brought this. Go. For, I'll go for it. I mean, I bought you that. Thanks, Mark. Right. <laughs> I know you. You're done with Mountain Dew, but. Yeah, I don't drink Mountain Dew anymore. The mountains of Dew. But because of this episode and the. The Tower of Babel and the discussion of Noah and Shem might being up in the mountains somewhere. I yeah. thought it was appropriate. Well, or yeah, they definitely were in the mountains. They just basically they went back to they went to the, the they're at the cave of treasures. You know, they went back to or where they the, went to where they buried. They were probably hanging out they where buried they buried Adam. Adam. Yeah, that's that's a callback to. If you got yeah, that was great. But that yeah, was, but well, there's this. Um thing where uh in the books of adam and eve where they talk about them carrying adam's body through the flood and burying him and bury reburying him that's one of the, his requests with Under... with frank frankincense myrrh and incense wait frankincense gold, gold frankincense and myrrh yeah. Uh, that that is later the three gifts that were given to jesus the exact same three. Anyway, it's an interesting little. That's back with under the. Whenever we talk about the book of Adam and Eve, and might I add, I will leave. I will let everybody speculate on their own here because this is. I'm not going to go off on another tangent here, but there is Brandon a tradition in Egypt with pharaohs where they would bury their, bury their, um, their ships at the foot of the pyramids. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting. Yeah, they 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 have uncovered these huge a yeah. It's kind of it's interesting why ships. they would bury these ships at the foot of the pyramids. Like what were were you know? And it's like the ships were important. Burying the journey. Man. Yeah, they buried everything actually. But one, well, it's just yeah, it's weird that you would do dig something. Well, first off, make something that nice, you know, and then bury it. Hey, you need them in the next life. 
But the cool thing is because they buried them, now they, you know, whenever they un, and it's so like, dry. They're like, now we know what the, exactly what they're how they did their ships. You know, it's always cool to, yeah. Whenever something like that happens, it's like a Herculaneum or Pompeii, or actually Herculaneum, uh, in Italy, like it. Oh, because the it, ash cover. Well, because Pompeii was crushed from the ash. You know, so I mean, so it was preserved, but not as well because the ash actually collapsed it. Mm -hmm. Herculaneum was flooded by uh, is on the other side of Mount Vesuvius, so the mud actually came down there and and filled it it up. It was preserved more, so it was preserved better. And actually, it's really like it's cool. You go down there, and there's still standing houses, you know, that you can go into and. And see the stuff on anyway. So it's cool whenever they because it was actually Pompeii that they were actually really got an idea of how the Romans actually lived because it was so well. It was you know that much of it was preserved even though it was crushed. Like they still had like paintings on the wall. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm not going to talk about what kind of paintings, but oh, they were nice. The nice paintings. They had some interesting paintings. So that's what 10 is. 10 is basically a lot of, it's not really genealogy, but it goes over all the same people that mentioned earlier, but what, in this case, which cities they went and built. And yeah, stuff. Scat- the, so the scattering of, of the world from one one united people to a divided people who had their own interests. Some of them named their cities after their own names. Some of them named their cities something else. Yeah. But... Um, Cushville, Cushville, and uh, Magog Town. (laughs) (laughs) I like the one they have, like Goya or something. Like some, anyway. What are and there's tons of them. You have um, anyway. It doesn't matter. No, and most of them I haven't even heard of, to be honest. Most of them I never heard of. The only ones I really heard of were like, well, yeah, the ones you hear about in the Bible, the cities of the plains, basically that Abraham ends up going to later, which we'll find. Mm-hmm. So, okay, well, let's move on. So, in the in verse tw- or chapter twelve, verse thirteen, and in the fiftieth year of the life of Abram, son of eleven, Terah, eleven. Did I say ten? You said twelve. Oh, eleven. Chapter eleven, verse thirteen. In the fiftieth year of the life of Abram, son of Terah, Abram came forth from the house of Noah and went to his father's house. He returned home. Abram has returned, and he's Ret- wearing this sweet, like, black outfit. The return of the... Yeah, black a black outfit, like, and... What's uh, his name? He has a little... He has a scar on his face. Yeah. Luke. Yeah, Luke. That's the guy. And uh, so, basically, this is like Return of the King here. Yeah. He had been gone. He's been a ranger for the last thirty nine years, mm-hmm. out living out in the wilderness, learning, plane. learning from the fathers. And um, verse sixteen. Go ahead, Brandon. And Abram came to his father's house and saw twelve gods standing there in their temples. And the anger of Abram was kindled when he saw these images in his father's house. And seventeen, go for it. And Abram said, "And as the Lord liveth, these images shall not remain in my father's house. So shall the Lord who created me do unto me, if in three days' time I did not break them all." 
Okay. This, he gave it three days to do it. Well, yeah, three days. That's remember. Mm, for, the three, Tara three asked three for three. Hey, I got to think of the. Let me go home for in three days. Do this, but he's making a little covenant right here, or a little. Yeah, he's saying. If I do not break these um, idols within three days, so the Lord may do with me the same thing. He will, if I don't do, fulfill my what I plant, I'm gonna do. Mm -hmm. The Lord can destroy me as I want to destroy the. And I, I just want to say sense. because we covered because the whole dis discourse between um nimrod and Terra, and the deal that they made or the deal that with nimrod was trying to make with Terra, we we covered that in the last episode i just want to remind everybody who's oh, yeah. listening yeah. that one of the interesting parts about that part of the story is the cleverness that Terra pulls on nimrod by the using some he, logic yeah. to describe how his plan was flawed and how it actually isn't what he thinks. Mm-hmm. Okay, take that that's I think there's a little bit of a this is a clever part of the story. Yeah, this is showing that he didn't only inherit Tara's good looks. Yeah, he also inherited Clever's <laughs> wisdom. If you look at the Wikipedia picture of Tara, he does he was he's like they have a picture of him. I don't know how they would, right? But in Wikipedia, there's a picture of Terra, and he doesn't. He he's like really like he has like I think he even has like a what are those things that monks wear have like a um, oh a the, skull the, cat or? no like the type of hairstyle oh like yeah the, with the bald yeah like the the halo hairstyle. Mm -hmm. Anyways, Terra kind of looks like that in the hmm. but anyways he he inherited Terra's um cleverness yeah as well he's gonna and we'll we'll, well see what happens he got, no here's how it is then. He got his looks from his mom and his wit from his there dad. There we go. There we go. So and but so he made that little covenant. If I don't, if you know, it's kind of uh, if I don't do what I say I'm going to do, so the Lord can do to me. Yeah, He can kill, destroy me. And so he in ver verse nineteen. He kind of goes and he, he says, Hey, Father, tell me, where is the God who created heaven and earth and all the sons of men upon the earth? And then Tara says, Behold, those who, are cre who created us are all within the house. And so he brings them to his idol room. Yes, he brings them to the room with all the idols. And, he, and um, Abram said to his father, My Lord, show me to shoot. Shoo, me, shoo them to pray to me, I pray thee. And Terah brought Abram to the chamber of the inner court, and Abram saw and beheld. The, the whole room was full of gods of wood and stone. Okay, uh, It was made of those that. two materials. Yeah. Twelve great images, and others less than they without number. So his big old... So actually twelve great... So I, that wasn't mentioned earlier. Twelve great gods and then many others that mm -hmm. were of lesser. This is like they're worshiping it all. And then he's like, Here it is. This behold, these are they which made all that thou seest upon the earth, and which created me and thee and all mankind. And we know that Abram had already had his little thing where he's like, dude, you know, even the sun and the moon and the stars, they didn't create. Yeah. So these he's thinking these gods for sure didn't do it. 
So, so, uh, and then Terror goes, also goes, and he bows down to his gods, and then he leaves. And then Abram's just by himself, and he goes and talks to his mom. Yep. He says, hey, mom, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Behold, my father has shown me those who made heaven and earth and all the sons of men. So he, I don't know what he means by that, but uh, he's like, "Hey, mom, dad, dad just showed, showed me, me just gods. showed me all his his gods," and then he's like, um, oh, "Hey, because yeah, of right. this, yeah, hey, I need to make I need an offering. I want to make an offering to these gods." Now remember, he's already his whole idea is to destroy the gods, so. <laughs> He's like playing along. Hey, mom. But, you know, so he wanted to say, hey, dad, show me the God. And then, oh, these are the gods, huh? And mm-hmm. then, mom, can you fetch me a kid? He says, uh, okay, from the flock. From the flock. Make savory meat. They love savory meat, even yeah. in the Bible. Yeah, they don't. That's what it has what's to be savory. Like Ishmael or sells his birthright for. Or is it Ishmael? Yeah. Anyway. No, no, it's um Esau. Esau says, yeah, that I may bring it to my father's gods as an offering for them to eat. Perhaps I may thereby become acceptable to them. So he's kind of playing along with the thing. He knows, you know, he's already made his little covenant. I'm not going to, I'm going to destroy these things, but he's like, I'm going to play along with it to show them. And uh, so his mom gets the kid, you know, the kid, not, not whenever they say kid, they mean the baby goat. The baby goat. Hopefully. Yeah, and they she makes a savory meat, and then Abram Abram goes into the chamber. He sets down the meat, and he waits all day for them to yeah, like eat the meat. Here's the meat, and he's just waiting for that. And and all of a sudden, uh, Abram saw on the day when he was sitting amongst them that they had no voice, no hearing, no motion, and not one of them could stretch forth his hand to eat. He's just like, he, the, the food's just sitting there. And then Abram mocked him and said, Surely the savory meat I prepared has not pleased them, or perhaps it was too little for them, and for that reason they would not eat. Therefore, tomorrow I will prepare fresh savory meat, better and more plentiful than this, in order to see yeah, the result. Let's try again. Yep. So then what does he do? Obviously. So the next day, Abram directed his mother concerning the savory meat. His mother rose, fetched three fine mm-hmm. uh, goats, and she made them some savory, excellent savory meat, such as her son was fond of, and she gave it to her son Abram, and Terah, his father, did not know of it. Like, she made the best. Like the He's best. probably like, gosh dang it, I wanted to eat that too. And yeah, these guys... These I guys, was watching that goat since it was born. I've been wanting that one. Well, no, I'm saying, but like this is like <laughs> Abram's favorite dish, and he's just like, dude, I'm just wasting this. Like he saw it the night, the day before, it just sat there. Nobody ate it. Yeah, he's like, okay, we're gonna try it again. Yeah, I'm gonna get maybe maybe he is gonna give it a chance. And Abram took the savory meat from his mother and brought it before the, his father's gods into the chamber, and he came nigh into them that they might eat. And he placed it before them, and Abram saw before them, sat before them all day, thinking perhaps they might eat. Yeah, right. Which, I, that's Abram. just like, come on. I Sometimes the, 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 the writers of these stories, like, okay, you kn- we all know that he wasn't thinking they were going to eat. But, um... Yeah, because he's already... See, did you hear that? 
That was me. That's oh, that growl. was you? Okay. Yeah. Stomach, <laughs> growl. Stomach growl. All right. And then, he, of course, he sees there's no voice, no hearing, no anything. They don't reach out there. And then he, in verse 32, he says, Woe unto my father in this wicked generation. He's had Who it. serve these idols of wood and stone, which neither can eat, smell, hear, nor speak. Who have mouths without speech. Eyes without sight, ears without hearing, hands without feeling, and legs which cannot move. And then when he saw all these things, his anger was kindled against his father, and he hastened. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He got, yeah. He took a hatchet in his hand and came unto the chamber of the gods, and he broke all his father's gods. I love this part. When he had done breaking the images, he placed the hatchet in the hand of the great god, which was there before them, and he went out. So, at, but as he's going out, Terra's coming in because Terra had heard something like mm-hmm. all shattering and breaking of of stone and wood. Yeah, just like you know that he's wreaking havoc. So as he's he's leaving the room with all this sweat and probably wood chips and stone chips on him, Terra's comes in. And and then Terra sees, His, okay, the gods are broken. Yeah, um, yeah. Verse thirty six. And Terra entered the room and found all the idols fallen down and broken, and the hatchet in the hand of the largest, which was not broken, and the savory meat which Abram his son had made was still before them. That's the that's the cleverness right there. Yeah. Kind of like the Nimrod cleverness that Terra pulled on Nimrod. Mm-hmm. And when Terra saw his anger, he was his and t- when Terra saw this, his anger was greatly kindled, and he hastened and went from the room to Abram, and he found Abram his son still sitting in the house, and he said to him, "What is this work that thou hast done to my gods?" And Abram answered Terra his father, and he said, "Not so, my lord." For I have brought savory meat before them, and when I came nigh to them with the meat that they might eat, they all at once stretched forth their hands to eat before the great one had put his forth his hand to eat. And the large ones saw their works and that they had did before him, and his anger was violently, guess, kindled against them. And he went and took the hatchet that was in the house and came to them and broke them all, and behold, the hatchet is yet in the hand, in his hand, as thou seest. <laughs> like, don't so you, didn't you see the hatchet like, in his hand? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's so funny because he's like, okay, you know, and Terah's anger was kindled against his son, Abram, when he spoke of this. And Terah said to Abram, his son in anger, what is this tale that thou hast told us? Thou speakest lies unto me. And then he, and then Terra reveals this is where he gets him. Uh, Abram has tricked him to to say what he really believes. Is there in these gods spirit, soul, or power to do all that thou hast told me? Are they not wood and stone? And have I not made them myself? Made them? And canst thou speak such lies, saying that the large god that was with them smote them? It is thou that displaced the hatchet in his hands and sayest he smote them all. And then Abram goes, Gotcha. Gotcha, Dad. Yeah, read what he says in 43. And Abram answered his father and said unto him, 
And how canst thou then serve these idols, in whom there is no power to do anything? Can those idols in which thou truest deliver thee? Trustest. Tr- thank you. That's Can right. those idols in which thou trustest deliver thee? Can they hear thy prayers when thou callest upon them? Can they deliver thee from the hands of thy enemies? Or will they fight thy battles for thee against thy enemies? That thou shouldest serve wood and stone, which can neither speak nor hear. Gotcha, daddy. Gotcha, dad. Your wood and stone gods can't eat, can't can't hear, can't do things. And you just admitted it. And you just said it. I thought they could. Yeah, you acted. You came and showed me this thing, and you said they're the gods, and that they they blah blah. And I I had mom make the best lamb soup or whatever, you know, like, and it, it just sat there. You're right. It wasn't goat. It was probably lamb. Oh, oh well, we don't know. But yeah, is is a kid a goat or I don't know. I think it's probably both. Doesn't matter. So. So dad admits it, but dad is pissed. Yeah. He's just like, um, oh, yeah. So, um, and then Abram, Abram keeps going on and yeah, kind of, he, ra- he just like, he just then, like a pours lemon, and then, lemon juice in the wound. Yeah. Like, uh, he's just like reaming him. You wouldn't it do goes that, on. would you, dad? You wouldn't serve wooden stone, would you? Yeah. And then in verse 49, Abram hastened. And sprang from before his father and took the hatchet from his father's largest idol, which with which Abram broke it and ran away. <laughs> so as it, he's just like, you know what? My point is made. He grabs the thing, destroys the last idol, and just takes off. And then Terah, seeing all that Abram done, he went to the king and stood before him and he bowed to the king. And then the king's like, what do you want? And he relates the story. So remember, fifty years back. Oh no! Well, he doesn't go. He doesn't go into he does, that. He doesn't detail. admit it yet. He doesn't. He admit says, it. "Yeah, I had this kid 50, 50 years ago." Uh-oh. Oh, Amazon. Get it. it. Must be our idol of wood and stone. Yeah. But um, my my idol comes wrapped in cardboard from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> we worship. But anyway, so uh, he explains, you know, everything that happened. And uh, so now, and then Nimrod says, bring Abram to me. You know, uh, now the king sent three of his servants. They went and brought Abram before the king. And then Nimrod begins to question him. And... Um, the king says to him, what is this that thou hast done? You know. And then Abram, of course, in 53 at the end. The large God that was with them in the house did to them what thou hast heard. And I love, okay, I'll be the king. And the, so I'm, I'm, had they power to speak and eat <laughs> and do as thou hast said? Jerry I'm looking following. for it. Oh, yeah. And if there be no power in them, why dost thou serve them and cause the sons of men to err through thy follies? And then uh, keep going. Oh, do, anyway, thou, we won't keep do thou going. imagine? 
Okay. Do thou imagine that they can deliver thee, or do anything small or great that thou shouldest serve them? Yeah. He basically just starts reaming into in Nimrod. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The okay. king of all the in kings. Verse fifty six. Read that. What he says to the king. Oh man. Yeah. I'm like, holy crow. If you want Abr, if you want Abram to be like, like, if this what this is, is one no of the re- this is win. one of the verses that makes this the ape the epic of Abram. Yeah. Okay. This is what Abram says. Oh, foolish, simple, and ignorant king, woe unto thee forever. <laughs> this is a guy who spent 39 years living with Shem and Noah. Yeah. So he's a, yeah, he he's was come, on he's the, come fresh and yeah. he's pissed. He has his newly equipped lightsaber and he's like no yeah he's not afraid. Yeah, he's like oh I guess it's Prince Slayer that chokes Java, but sure. Yeah. But uh, he says I thought I thought thou was teach thy servants the upright way, but thou hast not done this, but was filled the whole earth with thy sin and the sins of thy people who have followed thy ways. And then he's, he just starts reaming him. He's like, oh, cause this, he just came from Noah. Like he said, dost thou not know, hast thou not heard our ancestors sinned therein in days of old and the eternal God brought the waters of the flood upon them and destroyed them all, destroyed the whole earth on their account. Mm-hmm. Wilt thou and thy people rise up now and do like unto this work? Uh, put away, and then he starts he re- preaching he re- to him. He rebukes him. Put away this evil deed. Serve the God of the universe. Then it will be well with thee. He just got up and preached. But I love how how uh, Nimrod's like. Did they really like? It? Like at first, he's kind of like Nimrod's like. Had they power to speak and eat and do what they said? You know, he's kind of like, wait, is this real? He ends it by saying. When Abram ceased speaking before the king and the princes, Abram lifted up his eyes to the heavens, and he said, The Lord seeth all the wicked, and he will judge them. Ouch. Yeah. So, Abram lived up to his little covenant. He said, I'm gonna destroy these things. Yeah. You know? I mean, so how he, many stories, he's a man of his word. How many stories have you heard were... The the right where the the righteous prophet is brought before the wicked king, and uh, lays into him with their own logic. Yeah, you know, and reams him. Yeah. So anyway, it's a good, it's a I good, thought it was um, the funniest story. It's a good, that's a good part of the story. I love it, dude. That that sun's getting. Uh, I guess it's down lower now. It's on your head, Brandon. Oh look, it's on half my face. Hi. That's funny. Yeah, if you're watching the YouTube video, the light is now. We didn't oh, realize you know, it's it's from. Uh, we didn't realize the light is on here, our head. Pull that. Pull the. Uh, no, the other side. Yeah, maybe we can. It's gonna get bright in here for a minute. Go the other direction. Yeah, maybe it'll work. Yeah, that works better. Oh, there we go. Nice. Anyway, so okay, so obviously this is not gonna go well for Abram. Because he's actually in Nimrod's court right now, and the he's, king of all the world. I'm pretty sure he isn't going to let Abram just run away like he like Terra did. I'm pretty darn sure. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, he just reamed him in front of his court too. Yeah, he called him a simple, foolish, ignorant king. Yeah, this is the most powerful person in the world. So okay, at the at the end, so. He throws him into prison. 
He's Abrams in prison for 10 days in prison, which is surprising that he's not in there for three days, <laughs> you know, cause they always like to go with, they have to use the number like, yeah. Yeah, but at the end of those days, the King ordered all his Kings, princes and governors, you know, everybody there. And he says, Hey, have you heard of him? And he's, he is, uh, been disobedient or not. He reamed me. Thus has it been done to, I threw him in prison. Um, and he wasn't even scared of me. Like his heart did not misgive him. Neither did he stir in my presence. And behold, now he is confined in his prison. He's like, dude, I got the garment. I'm the king, you know? And he didn't even, he just went straight into me. Therefore, decide what the judgment is due to this man who reviled the king, who spoke and did all the things that you have heard. So and they then, kind of like, they kind of like banter about like whether they should hang him or maybe do worse, right? Yeah. In verse five, the man who revileth the king should be hanged upon a tree is the usual. That's I the mean, usual law. Apparently. But having done all the things that he said and having despised our gods, he must therefore be burned to death. So apparently, there's apparently Nimrod has enough order on his kingdom here, where if you despise a king, you're hanged. But if you desecrate the gods, or or worse, then burned. you're burned. Yeah. So, um, if it pleased the king to do this, let him order his servants to kindle a fire both day and night in thy brick furnace. That's why the that's an Amazon reference. Kindle a fire. Kindle fire, dude. It's an evil device. So they, they got this furnace really hot, both night and day. They In the brick furnace, they cast, and then, so they'll cast this man into it. Okay. So night and day, but, and he commanded his servants that they should prepare a fire for three days and three nights. <laughs> so I was bringing up that thing again. Yeah. So they're just getting this thing hot. And in, in uh, Sumeria and stuff, they... At least I heard that they they would actually use pet petroleum, you know, to make rocks fire even hotter. Yeah, that yeah. they that's how they could get it really burning hotter than just a wood fire. Yeah, because there's so much extra, there's so much petroleum. Well, they took them there. to a special furnace, the one that was in Casadim. How do you know? Right here, it says it in verse six. Oh, the big the big boy. Yeah, they took it to the big boy. Ordered the king ordered them to take Abraham from prison and bring him. Basically, they brought him to cast Castim. I guess it's not Casadim. Castim. Oh, I like the other way. Yeah, they brought him to Casadim. It's probably the same word, but Casadim, which is actually where I think that's where um, um, Abram was uh, born. Right? There's an Ur of Casadim. Ur of Chaldee. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Well, but the big boy. So then, so that he orders them to be taken. And so everybody's gathered around. And when she, it's a big, it's a big like arena or big yeah, the, well, they're talking too. about like 9,000, not, oh, never mind. 900,000 men stood opposite the furnace to see Abram. Yeah. So this like is the whole a, kingdom the comes whole, together. Yeah. This is a big deal because not, nobody, reams the king and defiles the so gods. So they have this a special like a they have a special deal. place in Casadim 
And this is probably something that doesn't happen often. This is a special place where they have, they probably have like arena seats for the people to watch and observe, right? Because could be. It's a special place where they do special um, ex- exterminations. By Maybe. Fire. I mean, I'm just imagining it. There's no, oh. We don't know. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Like, you... How do you know all this? No, I'm just, I'm like, just it's making it It's a very this... special place. They have padding on seats. Or they, they would actually put straw down to pad. Yeah, on I'm the... just saying 900,000 Because the, the, like... the seats were made of wood and stone. I don't know if you knew that, but... <laughs> You're making stuff up. <laughs> just like they're gods. But, it, so, uh, but, okay, so they bring Abram into the thing and the conjurers of the king and the sages saw abram and they cried out they're like wait a second he's 50 something years old he's yeah 50 like years they old. haven't figured it and out he's yet. like hey king nimrod dude this is the man whom we or surely this is the man whom we know to have been the child at whose birth the great star swallowed the four stars and so they say, his father also transgressed thy commandments and mocked thee by bringing thee another child, which thou didst kill. So, so remember, Terah is the one that brought Abram before Nimrod right now. Yeah. Again. So he, first off, he saved, he, he was like, Terah was like, I won't take any money for my kid. No way. King, hey, if you're going to do it, I don't want your dirty money. You know, I don't want your blood money. But now, years later, Abram destroyed his idols. And then, and then, so he decided, I'm going to bring him to the king. Like, what was Tara thinking? Yeah, his cleverness kind of went away. Yeah. Well, but this is kind of one of those things, sometimes you don't have to deal with, you don't, you can deal with things on a personal matter instead of taking it to the law because sometimes the things that will happen in the law will end up being worse than you could have. Sure. Anyway. And he, we'll see. <laughs> but maybe, we'll see maybe he's minute. fed up. He's just like, holy crap, this kid is bad. Yeah, and he, he tries to be more clever and ends up backfiring on him. We'll get to that in a minute. In verse 12, you want to read? Uh... And when the king heard their words, he was exceedingly wroth. Ooh, I like wow, that. Wow, that's a phrase that I hear every once in a while. In these kind of texts, yeah, he was exceedingly wroth, and he ordered terror to be brought before him. And the king said, Hast thou heard what the conjurers had spoken? Okay, now tell not, me truly... Uh, oh, where, well, go ahead. Now tell me truly, how didst thou, and if thou, shalt speak the truth... Okay. Thou sh- so speak the truth, and you can be, you'll be acquitted. And now Tara is saying that the the how upset the king was because he's like dude i bashed an innocent baby's head on the ground yeah thinking it was the other guy and he and he says my lord and king thou hast heard the truth what the sages have spoken is right so he admits and the king oh the king says how couldst thou do this thing to transgress my orders and to give me a child that thou didst not beget and to take value for him so it so the king is like, kind of like, he's, he's like, you, t- you gave me the wrong kid and you took the money, but Tara didn't even want the freaking money. So sure. that's why, that's why he's kind of turning it around. Like Tara, 
like, dude, I didn't even want the dumb money. Yeah, yeah. Your stupid money. What was I supposed to do? Anyway. Because, because my <laughs> tender feelings were excited for my son at that time, and I took a son of I took a son of my handmaid and I brought him to the king. Yeah. And then the king, this is this sucks because This is where says, it backfires on him. Yeah. Who who told you to do this? And then freaking Tara being a little chicken. Yeah. Tara was greatly terrified and he said, Oh, it was Heron, my eldest son, who advised me to do this. And Heron was in those days that Abram was born. Two thirty two thirty two years old. Yeah. So he blamed his older son, Heron. It's like, why are you going to throw him under the bus? Who is actually, Heron's the father of... Of, the, of Milka and yeah, Sarai. Milka and Sarai. So, and then it puts a little, not a footnote, but, a, but in verse 17 it says, But Heron did not advise his father to anything. Yes. For Terra said this to the king in order to deliver his soul from the king, for he feel, feared greatly. And then the... The king, of course, says, Heron, thy son who advised thee to this shall die through fire with Abram. He's like, okay. You know, because he already said, hey, if you confess to this, he, you can, yeah. I'm not going to punish you. Yeah, but I'll punish, your, I'll punish whoever but you blame. He's like, I said that to you, so, you, uh, but there's going to be a payment, you know, like. Compensation, Tara. You might want to look up the law of compensation. You know, the, and so he, uh, for the sentence of death. So, um, now the interesting thing is in verse eighteen and nineteen, where Haran yeah had started to hear Abram. I know this is the worst actually, part of the story here. I'm just like, gosh, dang it! This is the worst part of the story. So, this is like, um, what is what was this reminding me of? Someone oh it reminds me of um, there's a. Yeah, any there's many stories where the someone finally at the end starts coming around, and then but it's too late, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so Haran felt inclined to follow the ways of Abraham, but he didn't. He gets it within himself. Yeah, and Haran said in his heart, "Behold, now the king has seized Abraham, Abram on on account of the things which Abram did, and it shall come to pass that if Abram prevail over the king, I will follow him." But the king prevail, I will go after the king. So he was gonna. He was gonna. Haran was. He was just like he started to kind of have that inkling of some kind of belief, but then he's like, he didn't act on it. So it's it's kind of almost. He's just like, hey, well, this is the perfect situation. I'm not gonna follow it now. I can know for sure. And it's like, dude, you're. You made the wrong choice. Yeah, you should have just fought. You should have. Listen, well, I don't know. Let's we'll see what just, happens. It's a sad, it's sad it, commentary. Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, so the, they're, so Heron was seized with Abram, and they brought them both, and they cast them into the fire. And all the inhabitants of the land, and the king's servants and princes, and all the women and the little ones. Oh, that's so, so sad. They had to have the little ones watch. Dude, and the little do, ones do were that. there. All the time, people. Yeah. Oh, back in the old day, yeah. Yeah, this is this is like a big event. You come, you go to the you go to this town square and you watch the hanging, and you, whether you're three years old or whether you're yeah seventy, it's better than the circus. Standing the, okay, so there was watching, and the king's servants took Abram and his brother, and they stripped them all to their clothes, but not naked. That's yeah. They mm-hmm. kept their underwear on. 
Yeah. Right? They kept like, their lower we're, garments. We're gonna, they're modest in yeah. their murder. They weren't going to, like, do this unmodestly. <laughs> um, and the, by the way, like, like Wood and Stone is consistently mentioned, the fact that they weren't completely naked is consistently mentioned as well. Yeah, why would they? Yeah. That's perverted. Even after the fire. Even in the fire. Yeah. Like, the ropes will burn. Okay, anyways... And so they bound their hands and feet with linen cords, and the servants of the king lifted them up and cast them both into the furnace. Yep. And so, yeah, this is in 25, but all the cords with which they were bound, bound him were burned while Abram remained and walked in the fire. But Har- Haran died when they cast him into the fire. Yeah, he was burnt to ashes. The fire was so hot. Um, but it's because his heart was not perfect with the Lord. Yeah, he hadn't he had had that little inkling of possible belief, but he didn't act on it. You know, and he he's willing, you know what? I'm just going to wait for this other sign if Abram and Abram does prevail, but Haran was dead before he could find out what happened. You so. know, and what I like about this is there's an a very original part of the story is when the men who cast them into the fire the flame of the fire spread over them, and they were burned. Yes, yeah, so the insane is so hot. Yeah, like you know, op- they're trying to, they're getting this door open. I imagine sure. some giant killing. Yeah. you know, or, and the and, fire uh, is so the hot. The fire is so hot it li- it kills them, and they push. Somehow they're able. To, you know, the guys behind are able to push them in. But Abraham, Abram's uh, in there for. Three days and three nights. So he's walk- Abram's walking around in this furnace. But three days and three, three nights. Three days and three nights. His underwear stills on. Don't worry. He's wearing fruit of the loom. Yeah, they didn't burn. <laughs> the Lord provided that those didn't burn. That was very nice. Thank you. It, that would have been humiliating. Yeah. You know? It'd be like, uh. It'd um, be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they came and told the king, said, hey, behold, we're watching, or... We have seen Abram walking about in the midst of the fire, and even the lower garments which are upon him are not burned. But the cord which, with which he was bound is burned. So he's freely walking around the yeah. furnace for three days. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, they're, you know, they're probably waiting for it to cool down. Because there's, you know, it's so, they'd, they'd gotten it sure. hot for three days. So now they're like, so, but they're like, but they can see in there somehow, and they're like, holy crap, he's. You he's know, not, he's just walking wait, around in there. Wait, the the cords are gone. His clothes are. Oh no, he's still got his fruit of the limbs. <laughs> but he's walking around, and his brothers, you know, laying there dead, yeah. all burnt up to ash. Yeah. And so, and then the king's like, "What? No way!" And he doesn't believe him. He sends some other people, and they go and they say, "Yep, yeah, yeah, he's in there." And Heron's dead. So. uh he then then so whenever the king finds he says make haste oh wait um make haste and bring abram out of the fire that you shall not die i don't know why he says that to them so eight of and then eight of the eight of the ones that were tasked to get him out of the fire were were died because yeah. it was still that hot yeah i don't know but and then um 12 and 8 Twelve the first time, eight the second time. And when the hmm. king saw that his servants could not approach the fire, he calls out to Abram. And he says, O servant of God, who is in heaven, go forth from amidst the fire and come hither to me. And then Abram does it. He comes out 
and all this and to the king and all the servants saw Abram coming before the king and with his lower garments of yep, course they were on of course but the cord was burned mhm and the king says to him how is it that your lower garments are not burned in the fire how is it that dude where did you get those undies? <laughs> I got to get me a pair. So the king says, how is it that thou wast not burned in the fire? And Abram, he, go uh, ahead. He says, the God of heaven and earth in whom I trust and who has all, who has all in his power, he delivered me from the fire, of course. Yeah. And uh, anyway, of course, it, it emphasizes that Haran, the brother of Abram, was burnt to ashes. They they saw his body, but they couldn't even. They yeah. found it totally consumed, yeah. totally destroyed. And Haran was actually eighty two years old when that happened. Yeah. And the, then what happens is the kings oh, and the yeah. princes and the inhabitants of the land, seeing that Abram was delivered from the fire, they came and bowed down to Abram. Now, what does he say to them? Do not. Like, this guy's a god. Yeah, like totally right. Do not bow down to me, but bow down to the God of the world who made you, and serve him and go in his ways, for it is he who delivered me from out of this fire, and it is he who created the souls and spirits of all men, and formed man in his mother's womb, and brought him forth into the world, and it is he who will deliver those who trust in him from his, from all pain. Yeah, so he's just like preaching to him again. But, of course, in 39, this thing seemed very wonderful in the eyes of the kings and princes. Um, that he was saved from the fire. The, and the king gave Abram many presents, and he gave his two head servants to him, yeah. uh, Onai and Eliezer. Yeah, Onai and Eliezer. And all the king, princes, and servants gave Abram many gifts of silver and gold and pearl. But, and then Abram went forth from the king in peace, and many of the king's servants followed him. And about 300 men joined him. So some people were convinced. Yeah. He became, this is where Abram gets his, um, a little following. following. Yeah. Like, like a, like a 300 or and plus. Yeah. So he gets like this little nation following him. A little following. So, and it says in 43 that from that day forward, Abram inclined the hearts of the sons of men to serve the Lord. And then this is where Nahor and Abram take unto themselves wives, the yep. daughters of their poor dead brother now, um, Haran. Who was considering changing sides at the end. But Ned didn't act. Yeah. That's and, the motto. That's the, that's the moral of the story. Yeah. You gotta act. Maybe. Yeah, because he, he, he could have possibly, if he had, he might have been saved from the flames. Yeah. I mean, if... I don't know. Yeah, we can speculate all day about that. I have speculated on that. Guys, think about that. Like, sometimes we don't act because we're waiting for that other sign. You mm -hmm. know? And, and another, it's happened. In another timeline, Heron actually said, screw you, uh, Nimrod. I'm going to do this. And he took side. He vocally did it. Yeah. That's another timeline, though. Yeah. In the multiverse or whatever. So Milka... Nahor marries Milka. Yeah. yeah. And then Abram's wife was Sarai. Yeah. But Sarai and, was barren, though. Well, yeah. So, That's okay. important to mention, you know? Yeah. 
You got to know. It's I like mean, a, she couldn't even have kids. Later on, there's so, a reason why you have to know that, I think. Now, there's... Uh, two years later, um, from Abrams going out of the fire, let's just wrap this up. Uh, Nimrod has... A dream? Nimrod sat in Babel upon the throne. So, it seems like the Babel wasn't... Was that still his his crown city? Must be. Um. Yeah, just just the tower. Probably. Yeah. And I don't know if the tower was actually in, but yeah, go, we can. Anyway, well, yeah. yeah. And the king fell asleep, so he fell asleep on his throne, and he dreamed that he was standing with his troops, and a host in the valley opposite the king's furnace. You get the next verse, and we'll read. And he lifted up his eyes and saw a man in the likeness of Abram coming forth from the furnace, and he, and that he came and stood before the king with his drawn sword, and then sprang to the king with his sword, when the king fled from the man, for he was afraid, and while he was running, a man threw an egg upon the king's head. Yeah, this is a crazy part of the story. He man, a man, the man threw an egg upon the king's head, and the egg became a great river. And ever since then, men have been called eggheads. <laughs> okay, and the king dreamed... That all his troops sank in that river and died, and the king took flight with three men who were before him, and he escaped. And the king looked at these men, and they were clothed in princely dresses as the garments of kings, and had the appearance and majesty of kings. And while they were running, the river again turned into an egg before the king, and there came forth from the egg a young bird, which came before the king, and flew at his head, and plucked out his eye. So, yeah, and the king was grieved at the sight. I would be too. Yeah, and he woke from his dream, and was agitated, and he felt a great terror. Yeah, and, and in he... the morning the king rose from his couch in fear, and he ordered all the wise men and magicians to come before him. When the king related his dream, that's what that's what that's what kings do. Yeah, when I have a dream. The next morning you bring everybody in. Mm-hmm. Well, so. uh I wonder if the... Actually, they'll give us an interpretation. So, he calls them all, and in verse 57, they give him, you know... uh, One of the the guys, one of the uh, magicians named Anuki said, This is nothing else but the evil of Abram and his seed, which will spring up against my lord and king in the latter days. Yeah. Uh, Behold, the day will come when Abram and his seed, and the children of his household will war with my king, and they will smite all the king's hosts and his troops. And as to what thou hast said concerning three men, which thou didst see like unto thyself, and which did escape, this means that only thou wilt escape with three kings from the kings of the earth, who will be with thee in battle. Yeah, this is that four... The four kings. The four, because remember the original, because that was back in that first episode that we... But the original sign at Abram's birth was... Four stars in the heavens, and once another star came and gobbled yeah, them up, swallowed them up. And so, this is the now the king is having a dream that's like that. And, um, okay, so now I'll read the and that which thou sawest of the river which turned to an egg at, as at first, the young bird plucking out thine eye. This means nothing else but the seed of Abram, which will slay the king in the latter days. Ooh, so that 
that you're gonna die. You're gonna die, King. And they say, "Hey, that's my interpretation. This that's has our, our seal. Yeah, this is this is it, man. This is the truth. So these guys can still interpret dreams. So, um, so now and then." In 57, now therefore, my king, surely thou knowest that it is now 52 years since the sages saw the birth of Abram. And if my king suffer Abram to live in the earth, it will be an injury to the Lord. So, of course, they give, of course, as the first time, there, and every time Abram's name is brought up, they're like, kill him. Yeah, like, just kill him. And, but fortunately for Abraham, or Abram, he was given a servant, one of uh, the king's two servants. Yep, Eliezer. Eliezer, who was there, and um, overheard this this council. Eliezer runs to Abram until it says, "Hey, they're gonna kill you. Let's get out of here. I like you. I bet you El- yep. Eliezer was became a believer. Yeah, he was a believer. So." He said, Abram, hasten, uh, rise up, get out of here. And 61. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Eliezer, and Abram hastened and ran for safety to the house of Noah and his son Shem. And he concealed himself there and found a place of safety. And the king's servants came to Abram's house to seek him, but they could not find him. And they searched throughout the country, and he was not to be found. And they went and searched in every direction, and he was not to be met with. Yeah. It's like where is Noah and Shem's house? Like where are they? You know what I'm saying? Like no one is like it's almost like it's like out. It's like they're they're still living they're in hidden. the ark. It's a houseboat. It was a houseboat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so so the king, uh, they couldn't find him, and the king's anger get kind of gets diminished. It's stilled. You know, as as a dream, yeah. at first you're just like, ah, oh, and then all of a sudden it starts fading away. So he just kind of like, whatever. So yeah, a He's month gone. goes by. Yeah. Um, Terah comes to see Abraham in secret. Um, and Terah was very great. And Terah, Terah was very great in the eyes of the king. So basically, what does it say there? Oh, well, anyway. Uh, I guess it doesn't mean anything, but. Well. Um, and Tara says, let's get out of here. Tara's like, Tara, Tara hearkened to the voice of his son, Abram, and Tara did all that Abram said for, he's like, dude, my, I'm now I've lost my oldest son because of me being so stupid. And he's, he said, let's go. Let's this, you know, cause, uh, um, did, was it God that told him to, to leave? It was Abram. Abram. Just, just, uh, yeah, no. I mean, it was Noah and Shem. Yeah, because uh, Abram's telling his father, hey, what do you have to live for now? I know you're high up and stuff, but the, the king just tried to, you just burnt me, or tried to burn me. Heron's he gone. burnt Aaron, you know, and let's go. Let's get out of here. So they do. Hearken to me, and then let's arise and go to the land of Canaan. So that's how that's, and that's where the Bible starts off. Okay. Oh yeah, this is good. This, this would be a good way to end it. Brandon. Okay. Where, um, 
this will be such a good way. Okay, Tara, okay, so here's what the Bible says about this this thing this whole thing we're talking about. In ver in Genesis chapter eleven. Um uh Terah begot Abram, Nahor, and Haran, and then it gives the generations of them. Uh and Haran died before his father, Terah, in the land of his nativity in Ur of the Chaldeans. That's what remember mm -hmm. that that that's all it says about uh the death of Haran, which mm -hmm. we just had a whole thing. That a whole discussion why. So that's in verse twenty eight of Genesis eleven. And Abram and Nahor took them wives, and a the name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's Mil Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah, and the son of Iscah. Anyway. Or the and the father of Iscah. Anyway, and so and then of course Sarai was barren. She had no child. They always had to mention that, like rubbing it in. Mm -hmm. And then in verse thirty-one, and Terah took Abram his son and Lot the son of Haran his son's son and Sarai his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife, and they went forth with them from Earl of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan, and they came unto Haran. And dwelt there, and the days of Terah were two hundred and five years, and Terah died in Haran. Like all this stuff that we just talked about is summed up is in the in Genesis chapter eleven, is from yeah, it's like a, eleven is it found in in verses twenty six through thirty two. That's it. So anyway, it's a way funner story. Yeah, the epic of all Abram. the the epic of Abram versus Nimrod. So, and it's just like the funny parts, like, just like, dude, he got the king. Like every time the king looks so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then whenever he gets his dad, Abram gets his dad to confess. Yeah. So good. So those are, that's the, that's Nimrod versus Abram. Um, but as it says, eventually there's going to be one of, one of the descendants of Abram that, destroys nimrod that's true i wonder who it's gonna be that's right and it's like, an interesting story because it goes back to the garment once you thing. find out yeah, yeah about that yeah he goes back to the garment and then it makes sense possibly later down the line with a certain person who gets a certain magical will return coat of many colors we will return to egypt a few times yes so anyway well thanks for listening to this one Hopefully, uh, is insightful. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, it was, it. you know, what it was for me. This is this Abram is more of an of a legend because of these stories. Yeah, guys, put it in the Bible. Put these great stories in the Bible. They're so seriously, like it needs more fun stories like this. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, we'll. Uh, talk to you later have a good one yep take care bye what?